1: WebmasterRadio.fm presents Search Kingdom, presented by MajesticSEO.com. Every week, we explore the world of search marketing, give in-depth analysis inside the important industry headlines, and interview with the most important industry thought leaders. Search Kingdom begins right now. Please welcome your host and moderator, Dixon Jones.
2: Hi, everybody, in Webmaster Radio Land. It's Dixon Jones again here from calling today from uh, Search Exchange in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I've come all the way across the water to see your, your home base here in the States, and uh, I've had a lovely time here in uh, Search Exchange in, North, in, in Charlotte. and I've been whitewater rafting and kayaking, and in between, I've Met some amazing people at the the search conference here, and really uh, uh, got some interesting stuff and some some useful th- bits to take out. Uh, what I was going to do today, though, is talk a little bit about a presentation that that we kind of had, ran out of time at Search Exchange to do. Um, we did get it in on the next day, uh, but uh, it was all about the. It was designed to be the last day of. Uh, of the presentations on the first day and about modeling and in, in particular predicting the future, using the internet to predict the future uh, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of those sorts of things that we can do. Um, what my, a lot of people might not know is that you know I, I do other things on the internet apart from Majestic SEO and uh, one of the things that I've been doing over the last couple of years is trying to answer proxy questions for people. So I wanted to really try and find, show you a few things that you can use on the Internet or that I've used on the Internet to uh, start predicting things in the future. And I'll start with something that SEOs all have seen many, many times, and that's really predicting the next few seconds on the Internet. And if you go to Google or, or to Bing and you start typing Uh, a word into Google if you start typing predictive mod then it's going to come up and give you a suggestion before you've even typed it predictive modeling or predictive modeling insurance or predictive modeling healthcare and it's going to come up with all sorts of different words and suggestions for you and nine times out of ten it's got the right word right at the top of the screen so it's managed to predict what it is you're about to want to type in right so how the heck did they do that? Well, one really interesting thing on um, the U- on UBC, uh, University of British Columbia, I think it was. There was a, a presentation. There's a video somewhere by a guy called Peter Norvig, and he's uh, head of research or a VP researcher uh, over at Google, uh, and he gave us some really interesting insights in that in a video there as to how they might be able to do that, how they might be able to get that kind of information so quickly. And of course, I mean, Google just really good at getting information quickly. But suddenly trying to predict your mind uh, and figure out what you're going to say next takes an interesting kind of science. Because when we were younger, uh, mathematicians when we were younger, we kind of had to do statistical probability analysis to try and figure figure out what it was that um, uh, was was likely to be the thing that you would want to do next. But now we've got big data. Now people like Google uh, are majestic and and uh, other people have got massive, massive amounts of data. I'm not comparing myself to Google, by the way. Uh, but we can actually do maths in a very, very different way. So what Google have done is they've counted the number of sentences on the Internet. Turns out there's around about 95 um, uh, Billion uh, different sentences on, on, on the internet, uh, and of those, they're made up of just 13,588,391 words. That's the number of words that they have counted on the internet in the English language. Interestingly, what they then went and did was if one word is called a unigram, they then went and counted the number of bigrams, number of two word phrases on the internet, and it turns out there's 314 million bigrams on the internet so a lot more bigrams because you can put two words together in, in any order than there are unigrams. But then they counted the number of trigrams and it turns out there's even more you know uh, 90, 977 million and are one point three billion four grams so four word phrases on the internet. Now what starts to get interesting is that when you start cutting off some some long tails um, the number of five grams on the internet, five-word phrases on the internet starts to go down. So it would appear that in the English language, we're able to describe pretty well anything on the internet in around about four sentences, four words, if we really want to. Five words is probably one too many. So now that they've counted every single one of those phrases on the internet and how many times they appear, all of a sudden that keyword suggestion tool, that search suggestion tool, suddenly becomes really easy for them to program mathematically. Because phrases like serve as the index um, appears 223 times on the internet. Not millions, 223. Serve as the independent, 794 times. Serve as the indicators, 45 times. So down to very, very small numbers. That means that uh, because they've got them in an ordered account, Really, in complex computing terms, all they've got to do is do uh, the suggestion string. So, what you've already typed in, uh, and then they just have um, the text string of occurrences that start with what you've already typed, in order of probability, uh, in order of occurrences, and they've got that information very, very quickly. So, no need to do really complicated mathematics once you've just recorded all those five hundred and fifty billion new URLs. So. They do all sorts of bits and pieces with that, and it tells you what happens right in the future. But there's a lot of things that you can do that are going to tell you um, uh, about things that are are much further in the future than just a couple of seconds. Uh, And after the break, what I'm going to do is bring you back and start having a look at how you might be able to predict what's going to happen in the obituary column of the New York Times, for example, or what's going to happen... Uh, to a share price of a large organization even before the share price is dropped. So after the break, we'll talk about a little bit of, pro- uh, of, uh, of uh, predictive analytics and things that you can do that could really make you a bit of money um, or get you ahead of the game. So be back after the break.
1: We will return to Search Kingdom following these important announcements. And join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to
0: be king. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition.
1: To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text radio to 21691. That's radio to 21691
0: for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
1: WebmasterRadio.fm Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Search Kingdom, presented by Majestic SEO, returns only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Hi, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Okay, I want to start talking a little bit more about how you can predict things a bit more in the future and how we can move away from Google uh, and how we can start analyzing stuff on the Internet that's going to give us some real interesting proxies. One of the things that I noticed... Um, out on the internet was uh, when Whitney Houston died. Um, there's a, I saw it first. I think on the BBC website, Whitney Houston's death stuns the music world, and um, you know it was a, it was a, it was a shock to us. And uh, I thought, well, okay, uh, who who would have predi- predicted that? Uh, and really. That's when I started thinking about all this predictive analytics stuff. So Whitney Houston uh, is, uh, is dead. Could we have predicted that? Interestingly, although it's up on the BBC news uh, website, it had been around for 27 minutes longer on Twitter. So Twitter had the information 27, uh, nearly half an hour before um, the BBC, before the first news um, paper or news news magazine on the web was able to report it. Now that's really quite interesting because now all of the newspapers out there in, in newspaper land um, don't have any advantage in the news anymore. Uh, how many of us in SEO world are getting the, our news stream from, from Twitter every day? Uh, and that's that's kind of the way that the world's going. But interestingly, most people don't listen to Twitter in the same way that we do. We're, we're SEOs and, and we, we use Twitter all the time, but we're pretty weird. If you have a look at the rest of the world, they don't use Twitter in the same sort of way that we do. So there's a company that's out there. Uh, it's called Visual Rep. And his name's uh, Dennis Morton. He was one of the founders of it. And uh, I've got no interest in this company whatsoever, uh, no financial interest, but I think it's a really interesting business idea that they've got. Um, Dennis Morton used to run a company called Index Tools, which got sold to Yahoo. um, And uh, it was their, their equivalent. Google Analytics, and uh, it was called Yahoo Analytics, and uh, uh, it was great as index tools. Um, then it got taken by Yahoo. Sorry, um, and then uh, then he was VP uh, of Analytics at Yahoo for a while. But now he set up a business called Visual Revenue, and what he's doing is he's building a technology for those newsrooms. So those newsrooms are listening out on social media, and those social media. Signals are coming back to the newsroom and telling the editors what they've got to write next. So what they're doing is they're making use of that half an hour so that instead of the reporters sitting there and writing what they think is going to be the most appropriate thing, they are writing exactly what the users of their website are going to be looking for in the next 15, 20 minutes I think that's absolutely incredible because it's a pretty straightforward idea that you take a uh, take all the social signals out there, what's trending, what the zeitgeist is out there and uh, and write about it and then as long as you've got a BBC or a CNN or one of those large, large uh, org- organizations out there that, that uh, can then display that information all of a sudden you've got the information before the users even knew they wanted to read it but because the world is trying to search for it it's there. So you could get information out there, and you could predict who, what's going to happen next. But let's go back an even further. Uh, and uh, Amy, 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 Whitehouse died of drugs, for example. Uh, uh, Michael Jackson died of drugs. Uh, we had another one uh, died of drugs, even even more recently. You know, these these um, these musicians they they die of drugs an awful lot. They're always dying of drugs. If you go to Wikipedia, there's a there's a page on Wikipedia which is a list of drug related deaths. Uh, and one thing that you can do you can have a look on that page and you can uh, do a control f and, and search for the word you know music uh, and you 'll find that um, music appears ninety seven pages match uh, times on that on that page so there's basically a hundred people who are musicians that have died from drug related deaths that are notable enough to put on wikipedia 's page uh, and you know within that you can see that there's about thirty thirty of them that are singers and slightly less, thirteen of them that are into jazz so um, all sorts of all, all sorts of people in there. but this page is interesting because it gives me some some light bulbs to say that on the internet you can actually find out more things about what's happening in the future. So if you were the obituary columnist of the New York uh, Times, for example. What you could do is you could scrape that uh, that page every single day, find out what's changed, and that's the information that people are writing in about individuals that have died that are of note. And all of a sudden, all of your research—you don't have to do any of that every day. You just scrape that page every day. Uh, you can use Google Docs to do it. There's some uh, Annie Cushing had a fantastic presentation on that, uh, and. Uh, and she's got some slides somewhere on how to use Google Docs to scrape a page uh, and the obituary writer of the New York Times could just wake up every morning find, it, find out what's happening on the internet, write the right story uh, and just let the world work for it. So after the next break we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can use other things like link information, ranking information to make a lot of money on the internet and hopefully I'll keep you interested till then.
1: We will return to Search Kingdom following these important announcements.
0: MySEOtool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOtool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOtool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try My SEO Tool risk-free today. Go to MySEOtool.com. MySEOtool.com.
1: Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports.
0: eBrands.
1: Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators.
0: eBrands. Let's go inside the webmasterradio.fm production studio, where the production team is stitching up podcasts to load up into the webmasterradio.fm Stitcher
2: channel.
1: Rock on, Laurie, and rock the world with LinkedIn.
2: Welcome to Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain.
1: Yeah,
0: I want to welcome you to this edition of the SEO Rockstars. Hi, this is Bennett Kelly, and you're listening to the Cyber Law and Business Report. And welcome to CEO Coach. Listen to all of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm podcasts without downloading. Only on the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Just click on the Stitcher banner on our website. Blog, blog, blog.
1: WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search Kingdom. Presented by Majestic SEO. Returns only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Hi and welcome back. So I hope I haven't really taken you too far off the world uh, of normal SEO stuff. But I've been really using this in some of my some of my uh, daily works. So there's some practical applications of how you can start using this proxy information on the Internet to work out some really weird stuff on the Internet. So... I don't know how much time I've got. I've tried to sort of put the first couple of sessions out there early, so I've got a good crack at the last uh, the last twelve minutes here. Um, and there's four four practical a- applications that that I can remember using uh, this kind of information for. Of taking information on the internet and making a proxy for uh, for something else. And I want to go through them if I can. I'll try and get through all four of them. Uh, the first is uh, how we've used. Uh, Proxy information on the internet to track the market share of competitors within a software vertical, so we can tell you how. I'm not going to say which company we we're tracking, but it's you could you could call it Microsoft, and we could be tracking Microsoft Office products. Uh, and uh, I'll show you how you can do that, so we can sit there and find out whether Microsoft Office is is gaining share or losing share. We've also been working out uh, when to sell shares in an NASDAQ quoted company. Particularly by having a look at uh, overly reliant uh, companies that are overly reliant on search engines. Uh, We use this kind of technology to predict and see uh, Majestic's own brand power on a daily basis versus um, Open Site Explorer and versus uh, other other, uh, uh, sites in our space. Uh, And then also, Although I haven't done it myself, um, I, can, I can work out uh, when, uh, say, a multi million pound worldwide mining company is having a problem in a part of the world that, that usually no one ever reports on. Uh, and I'll, I'll show you how we do that as well. So these are four practical applications where. I can predict the future just by doing a little bit of quick and dirty programming before we start out. The first one is uh, working out the market share of a competitor in, in the digital space. Now, this is, this is really cool. So we had somebody that came along and said to us, okay, uh, we've got a, a company that we want to track. Uh, we want to know when to buy or sell shares in this company. Um, they're a big organization. Uh, they, they download stuff. So let's call it Adobe. Um, it's not, but we're called Adobe, uh, and we want to track all of their products. Uh, how can we do that? How can we know whether their uh, market share is going up or down? So we had a look at the internet, and we found on Download.com uh, and CNET and those places where you you download free thirty-day um, trials of, um, of of software, uh, or you can download you know Adobe Acrobat. X Pro, um, that sort of thing, uh, you can go to those web pages and on those web pages, there's a little page, quick specs on download.com it's called, and it says how many downloads uh, are to date and how many downloads in the last week. There on the page, it's telling you how many downloads of every product that they distribute each company is, is doing every single day. So what we did was we went out and built a little program that at midnight every day went and scraped that number. And we scraped it from download.com or cnet.com or other places on the internet. There's loads of places where this information is, is, is available. Uh, and so we could keep a track of all of their portfolio of products, and we could see how many downloads they were making a day. Now, if we've got any estimation at all of the size of this business, then by working out how many downloads they're getting every single day, we can work out what that is doing, what the market share of their portfolio is doing, whether it's growing, whether any individual item is shrinking. We were able to give uh, these clients a pretty good idea of their market share. We could work out what their revenues were going to be, because all of these were 30-day trials. Uh, and you know, well, if it's Adobe, it's a what four four hundred five hundred dollar product, uh, and uh, we 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 know that they're going to buy that in thirty days from when they download the the software. So now we've got a prediction of what the company's turnover going to be, even before it's hand by about a month, and we track that. We give them a, a little file. Uh, we we use Drupal and a and a cron job and, a, and nothing too 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 exciting, uh, but ultimately it comes out with a spreadsheet with all of this competitor's products, how many downloads they're doing day by day. Um, you can then work out what that's going to do in terms of revenue 30 days from now and you've got some fantastic information about a competitor. Um, so how's about that? Number one uh, idea for making an awful lot of money is know what a company's sales are going to be 30 days before the sale. Another thing that really uh, I think SEOs can do without any programming whatsoever is predict a company's downfall or indeed a company's uptake as well. So what a lot of SEOs do for yourselves and for your your own companies and for your clients is rank checking, right? So you try and figure out, you know, where Google uh, sees uh, sees your site when you have having a particular any particular phrase. Uh, and uh, we all do that. And uh, there's sophisticated tools out there Raven Tools use uh, uh, Authority Labs, and, you know, there's all sorts of uh, tools that that we'll track every day. Uh, And uh, the great thing about something like Authority Labs is that you can actually put in thousands of phrases. And uh, we're all tracking our own stuff. The clever SEOs are tracking the competitors. But why are we only doing this for SEO? Why don't we start tracking all the decent search phrases for all of the companies on the NASDAQ? Then what we're doing is if we're seeing that day after day, time after time, then when an algorithm changes, you can immediately see whether that's going to hit a company because most people aren't tracking that stuff. So uh, if a company gets hit by Penguin, Panda, and their traffic drops and they're heavily reliant on the Internet for a source of revenue, you know that they're going to have some problems with their income streams probably within a few days. So you know to sell even before, even before their own accountants realize they've got a problem. Because they're not going to realize this. For days, weeks, even months, they're going to start seeing a drop in sales. But you know what? These guys don't track this stuff. Certainly investment companies don't always track this stuff. So if you're into buying and selling shares, any shares that you buy, I think you should be tracking at least 10 keywords, maybe 100 keywords uh, for, uh, for any, any site um, that you've got shares in uh, and having a little alarm, alarm bell ring when uh, you find that something's uh, come through uh, that's, that's changed all that and you will be able to sell your shares even before it hits their bottom line. So that's another way in which you can start predicting the future, start predicting a share price going down. We use social media to start tracking our brand as well and one of the things that I've done is I've got a little tool, um, Social Mention is a pretty cool tool. It'll sit there and uh, like a lot of different uh, systems, it'll start telling you uh, how many times your brand has been mentioned, how many times you'll, you'll reach your, your competitor's brand has been mentioned. And it'll, it'll look things up on the internet for you and pull in various bits of information and give you a nice little scores about uh, the reach of your, your message, um, the strength of your message, the sentiment and passion behind your message. And it gives you four different percentage scores. What it doesn't do very easily is track that over time. But, of course, you can do that yourself because you can use um, a little uh, tools to to start scraping that information, getting that. In fact, I think Social Mention, they have an API for it, so you can use their API probably for this. But we pulled it in and uh, started tracking not only ourselves but our competitors and started listening to the strength, uh, sentiment, passion, and reach of um, the brand messaging that was going out on the social networks I'm picking that up every single day and, again, recording that in a CSV file so I could start finding out what it was people were liking when I was talking online and what people were hating when we were talking online and what kind of messages we did that were right and which ones were wrong. So here's an interesting thing. What we did was we were tracking this all day and we put it into graphs and stuff. And uh, we found that um, Majestic was able to create a huge amount of noise by running a competition that could go uh, and invite people to a conference that uh, well, actually we, we did, a, did a competition that was I think giving away uh, um, an iPad and uh, we announced that we were giving away an iPad all you had to do is write about something about Majestic and, 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 uh, and we were going to give it to the best article um, we got a lot of, um, a lot of people uh, talking about it we got uh, quite a lot of uh, strength of signal um, we were pretty much uh, sending out these, the, the, making it, making a big noise. But interestingly, at the same time that these signals of strength and reach were going up, the passion about us, our business was going down. It was hitting the floor. So what we had found by by tracking this kind of information is that as the competition was not really related to the products that we do, uh, we were talking to an audience that probably already had an iPad. And actually, you know, they knew that an iPad was a good thing to do, a uh, good price to give away. But frankly, uh, the way in which we were giving it away was reducing the passion in the brand. And I would rather I would rather have 10 people saying fantastic things about Majestic SEO and believing it than 100 people just shouting Majestic SEO. I, I need people that are going to be advocates for our brand. So we learned a lot. So now we would still run competitions, but we try and make sure that they're related to SEO, conference prizes, and that sort of thing. Um, and we don't have this, uh, this negative passion so much as a result of that. So easy thing to track. We can just track information, and uh, as long as we start pulling it into uh, to a database every single day, uh, then we can start finding out int- interesting information as a result of all that. So we've got time, maybe for one quick other one, and uh, this was, uh, how do you find out whether your um, your investments to multinational companies are uh, are about to die? Uh, so one of the things, uh, the example I was going to use was Rio Tinto Steel, uh, Rio Tinto, they're a big, big multinational mining company, they mine all over the world, and of course, big mines are in Uganda, in Namibia, and in, in you know, potentially dangerous places on, on the planet, you know, Afghanistan or somewhere, and... Uh, One of the things that you can do on Majestic, for example, is that one of the reports that we have is a recording of all of the links to a website, to a company's website, by country. Now, if we've got all that information by country, and because we have a fresh index that updates every single day, then what you can do is you can be checking and seeing who's talking about a multinational company, By country, so whilst an individual um, uh, country, uh, Uganda, for example, if there's a mine uh, uh, collapse in Uganda or strikes in Namibia, um, you're just not going to hear about it uh, here in America on the on the normal news wires. But if you're really interested in that company, then you can be tracking those links and you can see who's talking about it because you know that they're going to link locally to that company and you can find out all sorts of bits and pieces about them and again you know when to buy and when to sell in that company. So that's a very simple use of Majestic's data that is nothing to do with SEO but it shows how SEOs have a huge amount of skills at their disposal which we're all using just to try and manipulate Google and I think that we should be taking those skills and we should be looking at other markets and other ways to use these skills because you know what? Most people don't have these skills and There's got to be a point at which we bang our heads against Google and they hit us with penguins and pandas and different kinds of furry animals. Uh, And you know what? At some point, there's got to be better ways of making money. And some of these are using the same techniques in different ways. That's it. My name is Dixon Jones. I've been uh, here from Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and uh, had a fantastic time with you today. I hope it's been an interesting half an hour. And uh, thanks very much for your time. See you next time.